0: Good morning everyone. I'm Reverend Fabiola Grandon Meyer, I'm the district superintendent, and it is a joy to worship with you today, and to have the privilege to um, share the Word of God. Today's a special day for the people called Methodist. Today is the Aldersgate Experience Day, when John Wesley experienced the assurance of his salvation. This was the most important event in Wesley's life that ultimately led to the development of the Methodist movement in Britain and America. I come from a culture where we study about Methodism and about Methodist identity um, and about John Wesley during the whole month of May, which culminate with big districts, uh, revivals and events and worship. What a beautiful day. What a special day today. So I invite you now to have a word of prayer. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we are ready to meditate on your word. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Friends, the scripture for today talks about Paul and one of his missionary trip uh, where uh, Timothy and Silas decided to go with him. But something unexpected comes up And they had to pay attention to that. So let's remember a little bit who was Paul. We know that Jesus changed Paul's life. He was one that persecuted Christians. And now he's got to tell anyone, everyone, anywhere and everywhere about the Messiah who came to die for the sins of the human beings. After his conversion, Paul began to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And where we've come today is Paul's continued journey, proclaiming the message that you have been saved by the grace of the Lord Jesus because of your faith. And the church rejoices, is encouraged, and is put back on track to continue the message of the gospel. In verse 6 of chapter 9, we find out that Paul and his friends traveled, but the Spirit of the Lord wouldn't allow them to go there, and the door for them was closed. They traveled with a purpose, and they couldn't do that. They couldn't do what was planned, so they had to apply a plan B and went to a place called Troas, Troas. They were there waiting when Paul is given a vision from the Lord of a man standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. And after Paul sees uh, this vision, the crew gets ready to leave at once for Macedonia with the conclusion that God has called them, had called them to preach the gospel to them. Friends, how many times God has called us to do something. How many times we've heard the voice come over and help us. Not always we listened to those uh, voices. Not always we, we respond to those people crying out, come over and help us. Paul and his friends immediately acted and got ready to go to Macedonia. What do we do and where do we turn when all the doors of possibilities are closed and there's not even a window open for opportunities? Well, we don't panic. We go right back to the basic of seeking God's will, not our own, praying for direction and fasting for guidance. What would have happened if Paul did not receive that vision? Would have he roamed from place to place, only getting more discouraged? Or would have would he have been stuck in Troas for the rest of his life? Friends, I know it's tempting to try and do God's will our way. We've all been there. When we attempt to live for ourselves, it is as, f- as if we just burned a huge hole in the middle of our map And we're not sure where to turn. How do we make this journey easier? How do we lighten the load? I would say, well, let's form a group of people on a journey together. A community of faith that is prayerfully involved and active in the mission that God calls us to do. Verse 10 shows uh, shows us uh, what God is calling us to, just as he called Paul to do, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. This is what verse 10 said. But that's just it. It's an us, a plurality. A nearly hidden indicator that we were never intended to seek God's will alone or to do God's work alone. And that's part of the reason why you are here today. You are a family. You are a community. And we know that it has not been easy to be a part of a United Methodist lately. There are a lot of things going on. But what we do know is that we are stronger together. And that we are called to love and to serve others. God calls us to serve our neighbors. That is the expectation that has been given to us. We are called to love God, love our neighbors, be disciple makers, and we fulfill the role of getting to our own Macedonia, the place that God calls us to at whatever cost. God gave Paul the vision of a man in Macedonia, crying for help. He cried, help us, Pluto. Pluto. It was the vision, the picture of a man representing all of Europe, crying and begging Paul to come and help the whole European continent. It's a call Paul will never forget, and neither should we. The question that you may have is, what is the new roadmap for my journey in seeking God's will? Well, first, prayerfully await. The church was built upon the foundation of prayer. We don't leave for a long journey without making sure that our car has gas in it. We need to prepare ourselves. We need to prepare spiritually and get ready in prayer and in supplication. Second, wait together. That's how the church was formed. They waited for the arrival of the Holy Spirit together. And when it got there, the party got started. And that's the story of now. Now we wait for God's direction individually, but we wait for God's direction as a community. And third, please always remember that it will be okay. New maps to new places and changes can be confusing. And it can be a bit discouraging because we don't like changes and we want to hurry into this new space without ever looking back and taking a good look. In Philippians uh, chapter four, we find one of the most widely quoted verses on not worrying about anything. It reads, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is awesome. It's okay not to know where you are going or what you are going to do when you get there. But we can rest easy because the Lord is with you. The Lord is with us. There's no need for worry as we pray and wait together in God's presence. My dear friends, I don't know what God has called you to do or what you are good at. Maybe you are at that place of knowing what God has called you to do, or you don't know what are your next steps in your faith journey. But what is certain is that we all need to go out and share God's love with everyone. As disciples, We are all sent into the world to live out the love we have experienced. Embracing the reality that we are all sent in some ways help us keep perspective when we are tempted to let our hearts be troubled or when we are tempted to give in to fear. It is important, friends, to have our eyes open, our eyes and our ears, our hearts and our souls open to see, to hear, and to feel the vision that God puts in our hearts. What are the needs around you? What are the needs in this community? What are the needs in our region, in our country? What are the needs in our world? There will be always people who cry out, come over and help us. What are we going to do to answer God's voice? Where is our Macedonia today? Where is that unexpected place or situation that God calls us to be in? Well, it is everywhere and anytime. My dear friends, may God help us to be courageous to answer his call. And may God renew our commitment to continue to serve him despite the uncertainty, changes, and unexpected situations we face. As John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, said before he died, the best of all is that God is with us. We are not alone. And with God's help, we can come over and help wherever is needed. And remember that all that we do to others, we are doing it to Jesus. May God bless you all. Amen.